you have to understand how to value an asset. Where I see investors make mistakes is they don't spend enough time figuring out what the end price is for um, that piece of property. If you're off on that number by a couple percent, it makes a big difference. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention DoorDevil. You know know what? I need to mention DoorDevil. I need to mention DoorDevil to you. It's not just a want. It's a need because you need this. DoorDevil, quite simply, defends your home against kick-in burglary attacks. They happen frequently. There are 1.4 million homes that are broken into every year, and a lot of them are done through kick-ins. If you've got a home security system, then props to you. I'm glad you've got that, and that's important. But it doesn't prevent the bad people from kicking in your door, whether it's your front door, your back door, your side door. You need something like the Door Devil, and Door Devil is the best in the business when it comes to providing proof that it works. You can go to doordevil.com and even watch a video with Terry Bradshaw talking about it. And you can see how it works. It's a very simple product to install. But if you're not into that, then you can just hire a handy person and they can they can install it for you. Very simple. Put it inside the door frame of your front door, your back door, every door you have. And you can defend your home against the kick-in burglary attacks. It's needed. In addition, this is my brother's company. So it's near and dear to my heart. And because it's my brother's company, I'm able to offer you an exclusive discount because he was so kind to do so. You can go when you check out your uh, purchase at doordevil.com and there's going to be a little field. You enter the word best ever, no space, just one word, best, B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R, and you'll get a 20% discount on your purchase. So go to doordevil.com, go buy it, enter best ever and secure your home against kick-in burglary attacks. There are so many testimonials on the website. You can read them from police officers, from a woman who is being, uh, her house is being attacked from an enraged ex-husband and the door devil defended that attack. Uh, He didn't get in. There's like 20 different testimonials from police officers on the door devil. Go buy it. Defend your home against burglary kick-in attacks. Go to doordevil.com and enter the word best ever whenever you check out and you'll get 20% off on your purchase. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff of stuff. We don't get into the fluffy stuff. This is all about the real estate advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and many other best ever guests. And with us today, we have a successful realtor and real estate investor who's focused on fix and flips. How you doing, John Newman? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? Hey, doing really well and uh, nice to have you on the show and looking forward to diving in. Before we do, a little bit about John. He has been a realtor since 2003 and runs at both a successful real estate investment company as well as a large residential real estate team. He's personally done 80 flips since 2002, and his team is currently ranked in the top half of 1% of realtors nationwide, having sold over $100 million in residential real estate. He's based in Crofton, Maryland, and you can say hi to him 
at one of his many websites, thinknewman.com, which will also be in the show notes page. With that being said, John, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on? I graduated from the University of Maryland with a degree in finance. Uh, after graduation, I went to work for a company called Merrill Lynch, and back then I was called a stockbroker. I basically advised high net worth individuals on managing their liquid assets or their money. In 2003, I decided that I was more of an entrepreneur than a work-at-a-desk stockbroker. So I started my own residential real estate company and uh, have done a lot of real estate investing personally. But my area of focus from a realtor standpoint is working with both uh, individual investors and institutional investors, helping them acquire and sell residential real estate. So you work with both individuals and institutional investors. I imagine the institutional investors are what more it allows you to scale your business faster than what the individual individual investors do. Correct. Uh, to give you an example, right now I'm working with a two hundred million dollar hedge fund that has thirty three thousand properties in thirteen different states. And how many have they purchased from you so far? We just started working with them about three weeks ago, Joe. They've primarily been buying tax lien certificates, and now they're going into the working with the real estate agents and um, liquidating a lot of the inventory that they've been purchasing in the last five years. What type of buying criteria would a client like that look for? They're looking for a 20 to 30 percent cash on cash return. Okay. And they, they are flipping properties. But what I've seen from individual investors, they've created systems to scale this business nationwide. I haven't seen that yet on the residential side. They've really got their processes and systems in place. Got it. So their business model is fix and flipping, and then they're looking for 20 to 30% cash on cash return on that fix and flip. Correct. With the investors that you've worked with in the past, what type of criteria has made you kind of do a t double take and be like, this is not achievable and have to have a conversation with an investor about what is realistic, if at all? We get probably two to three phone calls a week from investors that as the market improves and goes through its cycles, more people become investors. And what that does, it shrinks the availability of deals that are out there and it and we get phone calls from investors all the time that using hard money, they want to purchase a property and they want to make 50% cash on cash returns or they want to double their money. And it's, it's just not reasonable. You know, they're looking for a needle in a haystack. And unfortunately, we just don't see that now in this market. And what markets do you focus on? We are primarily and we cover the majority of central Maryland right now. Okay. And what are the big cities there? Crofton, Odenton, Millersville, Lanham, Lowell, uh, okay. District Heights, Capitol Heights. It, if you take uh, Washington, D.C. and you draw f a 50 miles north, not going into Virginia, we cover almost all of that area. Okay. With your team that you have, you know, half of 1% uh, ranked at the top of all realtors nationwide, how do you build a system that gets to that point? My best piece of advice there, Joe, would be hire great people. 
And how do you identify that they're great people? So we have a very selective process by which I'm looking to hire people for positions next year that I don't even have the business for today. So I'm building out my business plan years in advance, and I'm looking for people of where my org chart will be a year from now, and I'm starting that interview process today. I'm literally trying to build a bench of future talent to add to our business. Right now, I have nine different interns from local universities that are working for me to gain the experience that I may tap one of them for an opportunity next year. What type of opportunity have you identified that's in the future looking at your crystal ball that you'll hire for? So I can see a need right now because one of the things that we're going to do is scale our business outside of Maryland into other states. I have um, three what I call analysts right now, and they analyze, search the MLS and to source deals. And I can see an immediate need for hiring additional analysts in different states. And is that for your brokerage or is that for the fix and flip personal stuff? Both. Both. Okay. So with the fix and flip personal stuff, what do you look for in order to put a property under contract? I'm very, very, very selective, Joe, in what I look for. My primary or my niche are townhouses that have been built in the last 15 years that I can get in and out of very, very quickly because I'm looking at the velocity of capital that are in high demand areas that I locate. And I'm happy making 15 to 20% returns on those properties. On the get out very quickly, what's quickly? From the date that I acquire it until the date that I go to settlement on the resale side, about 75 days. And then with high demand areas, how do you determine if it's a high demand area? Basically looking at the month supply of inventory and the average days on market for a comparable townhouse that would sell in that area. I'm looking for communities where the townhouses, there's little supply and the average days on market are about 20 days or less. Okay, got it. And with those fix and flips, I mean, you've done 80 since 2002. Who do you have on your team and how do you structure that the, the process for the fix and flips? I have three analysts and their role is to scour and source potential deals. And then we share a lot of Google documents back and forth. They run ARVs, estimated repair costs, acquisition costs. It spits out a formula. I go in and basically just double check the ARV to make sure it fits my number. And then they turn the process over to my contracts department who prepares the offers, writes the contracts. And then I basically step back in once when we have to go to a closing. And then once you go to the closing, then what happens? Then it gets sourced to my contractor and I basically show up again for a closing. Do you have any oversight of the contractor? I mean, are you checking in with the contractor and in, in the project? Not, not anymore because, once again, it's hiring good people that I don't have to. If I have to do their job and go back and look, oversee what they're doing, then I have the wrong person. That's how I explain to people that I hire. If you ever ask me to take back my, you know, I hired you for a job. If I have to come back in 
after 90 to 120 days of training and do that job again, then I have the wrong person. So don't ever give me my job back. With the contractor, how did you end up bringing them on board? A lot of trial and error and failure and going through literally, I'd say I probably have dealt with hundreds of contractors and finding the right person that saw what our vision was. We fit together personally and professionally. I know what his goals and dreams are and what his vision is for his life. And we fit philosophically. He bought into the culture. He bought into the vision. And we just work well together. And earlier you had mentioned hire great people and and I asked how to identify them. And you said you are building a bench for future talent to add to your business later. But as far as actually identifying them, is it that it's just a, a numbers game in that scenario? Because you said you have nine different interns right now and you're going to pick one of them? It is a numbers game. I do a lot of teaching and personal development coaching at local universities. And that has become my bench of talent. On any given day, tonight between 10 and 12 o'clock in the evening, I will be having conversations with probably 15 to 25 young adults between the ages of 18 and 22. Got it. And I'm using that to pull, build a network of talent. John, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? You have to understand how to value an asset. Where I see investors make mistakes is they don't spend enough time figuring out what the end price is for um, that piece of property. If you're off on that number by a couple percent, it makes a big difference, a huge difference. So becoming, I value personally, I'm running 200 to 300 valuations every single week on properties. So I become, from doing that over and over and over and over again, I understand markets, I understand areas, I see how the markets are changing, and I'm watching the supply and demand and the inventory in live time. So become an expert at valuing the market that you want to invest in. And for somebody who has no experience fix and flipping, let's say they're going to take that approach what would you recommend they do to start becoming an expert in valuing an asset? Go find another investor that is doing it at a high level and work for them for free if you have to, to gain the experience. Is that what you did? I would do it today, Joe. I would do it all over again today. If Warren Buffett called me up today and said, John, I have an opportunity for you. Unfortunately, I'm not going to pay you a whole lot of money, but you're going to work right next to me. I would take that opportunity today. And is that how you got started? Yes, yes. I always looked for mentors in my life in whatever aspect of my life that I wanted to excel in. I looked for mentors and tried to find a model that I could replicate. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. All right, first a quick word from our best ever partners. If you're looking for funding for that fix and flip of yours, then check out Rod Stanback's company. And if you recognize Rod's name, that's because he was a guest on episode 291. His company's called Flip Funding, and they do real estate loans nationwide. Take advantage of the low rates today and the excellent customer service with Rod and his team. Go to flipfunding.com. 
That's F-L-I-P-F-U-N-D-I-N-G.com or just simply call them at 844-354-7386. That's 844-354-7386. John, what's the best ever book you've read? Think and Grow Rich. Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? From 2007 to 2009, I lost $1.5 million. Okay, what'd you learn from it? I learned that I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Keep your ego out of the game. How'd your ego get in the game that that allowed you to lose the 1.5? Because I thought I made a lot. I, I made a good amount of money in a short amount of time, and I thought I was smarter than my mentors. And I thought I had figured out a new way of doing things, and then the market shifted, and I lost almost everything. Best ever deal you've done? Purchased a property at a trustee sale, which in Maryland, that's a foreclosure sale at the courthouse. I paid 500 for it. It needed no money in renovations, zero. Matter of fact, the lady cleaned the carpets, left all the keys, cleaned everything, cleaned the entire house, and sold it three months later for 750 Best ever way you like to give back? I teach a course called Quantum Leap or QL and it's a course designed for young adults 18 to 24 years old to teach them how to think big, live a big life and disrupt traditional thinking and I do that completely free of charge. And what would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? This goes back to probably that 2007 or 2009 time frame. I confused me being intelligent for a good market. When a market is going straight up, it's easy to think that you understand the market when really you are just at the right place at the right time. And John, what's the best place the best of our listeners can reach you? So I'm, I'm big on a Snapchat right now, and you can find me. My Snapchat or Snap code is Newman Knight. That's N-E-W-M-A-N-I-T-E-S. Newman Knight's. All right. Well, uh, make sure to do that. And I still haven't jumped on the Snapchat chat bandwagon. What's 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 one thing that has compelled you to get in on that? One thing that comes back to following models and other people that I think are more intelligent than me. And I'm a huge Gary Vaynerchuk fan. And he said, you need to jump on the Snapchat. So I jumped on the Snapchat. The other thing that I found interesting, Joe, is because I do mentor a lot of people that between 18 and 24 years old, that's the space that they're playing in. So if we look at demographic trends, that millennial generation is the largest generation. If that's the space that they're playing in, that's where the opportunities will be created. There you go. Well, John, thank you so much for being on the show from talking about how to hire great people, which is how you've gotten the uh, you know the the recognition within for your company being the top half of one percent of realtors nationwide, having sold over a million dollars in residential real estate. To your approach with the fix and flips, which you've done over eighty of eighty or plus fix and flips, and the things you look for. In your market, townhomes built within the last 15 years, getting out very quickly, which you define 75 days, high demand areas defined by 20 days on market or less, and 15 to 20% return. And then also talking about 2007, 2009, when things didn't go well, and the importance of keeping your ego out of the game, following models that have been uh, created before you. 
and not getting caught up in the wave of what's happening in the market, but rather taking a strategic look. So thanks so much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. You have a great day. If you're looking for funding for that fix and flip of yours, then check out Rod Stanback's company. And if you recognize Rod's name, that's because he was a guest on episode 291. His company's called Flip Funding, and they do real estate loans nationwide. Take advantage of the low rates today and the excellent customer service with Rod and his team. Go to flipfunding.com. That's F-L-I-P-F-U-N-D-I-N-G.com or just simply call them at 844-354-7386. That's 844-354-7386.